Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. I just want to start out by sharing that I really miss you. I'm looking forward to the time that we're going to be able to be together again. But I am so thankful for the technology and the fact that we're able to connect virtually the way that we are right now. And my prayer has been that today, that God is going to, in a very personal, in a very special way, connect with you and work in your life. We're talking about disruption and discovering God in disruption because the one thing that all of us have in common right now is that our lives have been disrupted. Some in mega ways, others not as great, but we're all experiencing that. In the true story of Job, we get a picture of an individual whose life was disrupted. It was disrupted by loss. When we read these words... Job sat among the ashes. If a picture is worth a thousand words, then as you look at this picture, you can begin to experience the disruption that can take place in an individual's life and where it could end up taking them as well. Now, if we were watching this on TV, actually, I guess a lot of us are watching this on TV. We were watching it on TV. We would see below this picture, this closed caption, earlier that year. Earlier that year, we would see a picture of Job very different. We would see Job happily smiling and commenting on how good life was. His family was good. Business was good. Material, materially, things were just very comfortable for he and his family. He was well-respected in the community. He had friends. And spiritually, he was thriving. But then these ominous words come. Then one day. Then one day, a tornado came ripping through their town. All of Job's children happened to be in the same, in the same home. And the tornado collapsed the home. And in one fell swoop, They were all gone. If that were not tragic enough, that same day, Job, in the successful businesses that he had, in the wealth that he'd incurred as well, all of that he saw go up in flames, and it was nothing but ashes that was left. Job sat in the ashes. Now, there are four words don't ever say. The four words are this, it can't get worse. Because only a short time later for Job, he who had experienced incredible and good health all of his life found himself with a debilitating disease and chronic pain that overtook him. His marriage had always been something that Job had been very grateful and he and his wife were on the same page, but no longer And they were at a place that they were not even able to talk with each other again. I'd mentioned that Job was somebody that was highly respected in the community. 
And when these things happened, he had friends that had come to him. But his friends, rather than coming to support him, ended up as his judges. And they condemned him and criticized him all along the way. And this spiritual vitality that had so characterized Job, well, that also is something that is going to go into the ash heap because he has come to a very, very dark spiritual place, a place that he's angry at God, a place that he is questioning God. Job is sitting amongst the ashes of loss in this disrupted life. Now let's go on record that God is not pleased. He is not in any way honored through this loss or suffering, though Satan actually is with both. Today, I hope that you don't need this message that we're sharing. In fact, I wish that you would never need this message. Though unfortunately, that is not gonna be the case. Because there will come a time that we do suffer loss. There may be a time right now that you are finding yourself with your life disrupted because of some of the loss that you might be going through. For example, it may be that with your business or work and where you find yourself right now, that that is where you see the ashes beginning to form that way. We know that by the end of the month, we could be at a 20% unemployment rate, which is a statistic, right? Until I think of my friends, like Steve and Jenny. Husband and wife, both of them now unemployed. There are those of you who had college jobs that were lined up and those aren't going on. I know of several. You had new careers that you were starting and those have just been put completely on, on hold that way. It's as if we are just in the ashes right there. Of course, that's impacting us in a financial way. So many right now have had to go into either your savings or maybe it is that you're having to borrow money just to be able to make things um, to make ends meet right there. And that is a true disruption that goes on in our lives. This past, the spring that we found ourselves in, all of the opportunities that were there, and so many of them lost. I, I'm thinking about just some of the sport ones. For example, the Milwaukee Admirals, they have just been declared national champions by default. They won't even go to the playoffs. They're the national champions. The Bucks could be the 2020 NBA champions this year, again, by default. Now, that would be a bitter, bitter, sweet victory if that's how you end up becoming the champions that way. But you don't have to be an NBA you know, player. You don't have to be a professional athlete to feel some of these losses that are going on. If you're a senior, or a junior, a freshman, maybe you're just starting out in with some of the athletic opportunities. For you, it may have been concerts that you had planned, or just some of the fun spring activities that go with either school or trips, the fun things that were there, all of those now just seemingly as if they were in ashes. There have been celebrations that have been lost, weddings that have not been able to go through. We have had um, funerals, Think of that as a celebration of life and those still yet to be had, not taking place. Graduations that 
those memories just won't be able to be set up for many and some being postponed that way. When I think about loss, I think about some of the connection or presence. I was talking with um, one of my neighbors just the other day, and she commented that it has been two months now since she's been able to see her 94-year-old mother. She doesn't know when she's going to be able to get to her again, and those, that connectedness that's there has been so painful. People have not been able to get to the hospital to be there with their loved ones, and just the relationships that we feel, the disconnect we feel right now, all amongst that pile of loss. For me, one of the things that I feel loss in is this of momentum. It could be with you, it's hopes and it's dreams, but things that we had worked for, that we prayed for, that I had seen, you know, God just blessing in, and those that were just getting, you know, within arm's reach, and it seems like all that motivation is just going up in flames. And I sit there and I just look at that, ashes of that and which could have which could have been which was taking place there it's almost as if march april and may right i mean this it's like no but we see these last three months just in that pile of ashes you might today for some reason be sitting amongst the ashes of loss in your life if that's the case, we ask the question, so what do we do? One of the reasons that God gave to us the book of Job and preserved it in the Bible for us is just four times like this. One of the great, great lessons in the book of Job, and it's so easy to miss, is this. And the reason we miss it is because we know the rest of the story. But here, Job never knew why these things that he saw burned up. He didn't know the why behind them. Because we know, the, we know what took place in Job chapter one. We're like, oh, I, I, I see, I understand. But remember, Job didn't. For example, verse six of chapter one says, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Well, does Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You've blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand, strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, very well then. Everything he has is in the power of your hand, but on the man you may not lay a finger. And then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. What? If you don't know the story, this true story of Job, and for the first time you're hearing that, it's like mind-blowing, isn't it? Job didn't know any of this that was going on behind the scenes. Which is why, and I hope that you'll write this down. If you don't, if we don't go to our grave with questions for God, then we have only had a superficial relationship with him. Let me say that again. I think it's well worth sharing. 
If you don't go to your grave with questions for God, then we've only had a superficial relationship with him. I can tell you, I've got questions for God. If we were all here together, and I were to ask you to raise your hand, how many here have a question for God? Something you're like, I need to ask God this. I am sure that we would have had hands all over the building that were going up. But I'm pretty sure of this. I'm pretty sure there's some of you right now just at home that you've got your hands up going like, I've got questions for God. So what do we do when we find ourselves like Job found himself sitting with a life disrupted because of the loss that had gone on in him. And Job gives us the answer to that. In fact, Job tells us the maxim of our series. Job tells us how we can discover God in disruption. And he does so in the last chapter of the book of Job. If you have a Bible or there's one that you can pull up on your phone or device, I want you to go to Job chapter 42 and look at these verses with me. We'll put them on the screen here. But if you can see them um, you know, in, in a Bible of your own, I think that's going to even have a greater impact for you just to look a little bit further into them. Verse 1 says this. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me. You said, that is, God said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. Job said, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and in ashes. There are three very specific actions that when we find ourselves, our lives disrupted, and we find ourselves in the ashes of loss. The first one is this. Just as Job, we need to listen to God. Now, how does a person listen to God? Verse 4 said, listen now and I will speak. God tells us that he will speak to us. He has spoken his word and he will continue to speak to us through the Bible. It's one of the reasons that you'll hear us say over and over and over again that you, if you will um, open the Bible on a daily basis, your life is going to be impacted by God as you hear from him. Jesus' reminder to us was this. He said, you do err not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. We find ourselves in the places of life that we don't want to be when we don't know what God says, or we forget actually the power that God offers to us in our lives. Something that all of us can do, strongly recommend this to you if you haven't done it yet, and that is just to go to version right now. So it's a Bible app. You can do it on your phone, on, a pad, on an iPad, etc. But go and, down, and download the version Bible app. From there, you can receive every day a word from God. We refer to it as the verse of the day. You can also go a little bit further, and you're going to find a number of different Bible reading plans there, ones that you're going to find that you have either interest in, things that would be of great help to you. You can read it there, or it's actually in audible form, many of them, and it will read the Bible to you as well, if that would be your preferred way of listening to God. 
personally, I'm going through a version plan this year that takes me all the way through the entire Bible. It is a real strength. And I found it just to be, um, um, it's just been fun. It, I've heard, I've had God speak to me on a number of occasions. When I'm kind of on that little bit of rabbit trail, if there is one thing that I have done right in my Christian life that's helped me to get to where I am right now, it's been to consistently open up the Bible each day and to listen to God in it. I've done it for about 45 years. Again, most days and pretty consistent with it. To say that God always speaks to me, I can't always say that. But over and over again, there have been times in my life that I've, it's like God has spoken directly to me with just what I needed with where I was reading in that plan today. And I think you'll find that same thing. Job said, I needed to listen to God. We need to listen to him. Secondly, Job tells us this, verse four. God said, and I will question you. How do we let God question us? And probably the means that he is going to do it more times than not would be with faith-building friendships or what we would refer to as small groups. Small groups are a place for questions. It's a place that you can ask questions and it is a place that you also can have um, questions that are just kind of asked back to you. I think of small groups like this. Think of small groups as a safe place and a dangerous place. A safe place because when you ask a question, you can do so without fear of being judged. Like no stupid questions in a group. But it's a dangerous place in that when you have questions that are coming to you, it is going to take you beyond a superficial level and a superficial relationship with God. It's these questions that help us to apply the scripture, that give us a little bit of accountability in our lives and actually help to bring about the life change that all of us long for. If you're not in a group yet, can I just ask you, would you please try one out? Great way to do that. We've got online groups. Got so many online groups. Let me just mention um, three real quickly. If you're, if you're starting out, starting point is a group. It's actually starting Sunday. So if you are looking to begin your faith, like what does it mean to trust Jesus as my savior? Like I'm just beginning there. Or to restart my faith, starting point would be a great group for you to get in. And it's online. Another group, just starting this Sunday, it's called Questions of the Bible. And just as the name says, it's just about questions that the Bible has, questions that we can, and asking our questions about the Bible. Again, um, this Sunday, that's when it starts. We also have a lot of advanced classes that are available. Online, we've got a new um, class starting out. I'm pretty sure it's on the, you know, um, the New Testament and if you are a little bit further in your faith and ready to take that next step forward of growth, then I'd wholeheartedly encourage it. You know, go online, sign up for the advanced class, and, um, and, and let that be a way that God begins to ask you questions. How did Job discover God in his disruption? He let God speak to him. He let God ask him questions and the third way 
that we need to do when we find our life disruption, disrupted by loss is he repented. Now, when I say that, I want you to think the way that Jesus thought and presented repentance. And that is this way. Repentance is always, it's always, always a good thing. Repentance isn't being beat down by God and a, with you know, being shamed by God, that, that being the essence of repentance. Just the opposite. Repentance is us turning to and coming to God. With Job, as he sat there and with what Job went through, he began to see God in a way that he had never seen him, clearer than he'd ever seen him before. He saw himself clearer than he ever saw himself before. He saw God as the giver of grace. He saw himself as a sinner in need of grace and how God was extending that to him. It was life-changing for Job. With us and repentance, and here's one of the things that I, I, I just so want all of us to be able to, you know, to, to start with as a foundation. Has there ever been a time that you can think of that you in repentance, that is, you turned to Jesus and you ask him for the forgiveness and for the saving grace that he made available through his death on the cross and his resurrection. I just want to pause here. Can you think of a time that you repented came to Jesus, ask him for his saving grace to be your Lord and Savior. If you can't, I hope you will today. If you can, then you have this reference point for repentance. And you remember this, that it was life-changing. Jesus' message was to repent and to come to God. We would consider Job, today's vernacular, to be a Christian. Yet as a Christian, Job realized that he, as he sat amongst the ashes, he was judging God based on his circumstances. And one of the ways that Job repented was when he began to then view his circumstances in light of God. And that change, that turning to God in them, it brought Job an incredible joy. And in fact, I hope, we, I hope we don't miss this, repentance always results in joy. Repentance is for the spiritually strong. It's for leaders. It's for achievers. It's for those that are ready to continue going forward with God. Because this is the result. Because Job, he listened to God, he let God ask him questions, he turned back to God, that is, he repented. Job discovered God in this disruption that he found himself in. In, amongst the ashes, in this disruption of loss. Job discovered that God was with him when circumstances seemed to say differently. 
Job discovered God was with him when it really didn't feel like he was. Job discovered that God was there to help him. And if you read the rest of chapter 42, you're going to see that, that grace of God that gets poured into Job just because of the faithful response that he had. But he discovered that God honors and keeps his promises. And God's promises are that which bring hope to us and set us up to be able to receive more of his grace in our lives. There are three actions that I want to just put before us today. Any of these three that God would have for us if we find ourselves here today in need, if, we're, if we are monks, you know, through whether it's COVID-19 or other circumstances of your life, I'm with these, you know, the ashes of loss, but I will come back to God. I am going to turn to God. God's promise is this. If you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. God said, I'll put it, I'll put it um, to me. Guy, will you listen to me? Will you put yourself in the place where I can ask you questions? Will you turn to me? And you will discover me in new and fresh ways. I've done that in my life. And I can promise you, if you will do that today, God will do that for you. A second action that you might take, if you are not in a group, again, I want to ask you, as soon as we're done here, would you please just go right online, foxriverchristian.org. If there's any questions you've got, just put them in the chat right now. We'll help you and just kind of work your way um, right through that. If you will sign up for a group, I think you're going to discover this, the value of the power of question, being able to ask and having them in your life to get to the place of life change that you want. And then, of course, if you haven't trusted Jesus yet, I want to invite you now, if you are ready to turn to him in repentance, that is one in need of God's grace, believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, that he rose again, and that if you'll turn to him, then he will keep his promise and he will accept you and he will make you a child of God. Would you like to do that? Then pray this with me. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that calls us to you, that pursues us, and that helps us in the most difficult times. And it may be that for some today, that are amidst the ashes of loss, that that's what's got them ready just to ask you for your saving grace in their life. And if that's the case, as they pray this prayer, Jesus, as best I understand, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior right now. Save me, please. Thank you, Jesus, that every time that prayer is prayed, it is answered with, Yes, I will, and yes, I have. We pray this in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And for those that have just trusted and received Jesus, I hope that you'll put that in the chat. I'd love to be able to, you know, to hear from you. I also want you to know, um, as we wrap up our series next week, we'll do it with this. What do we do when our life is disrupted by discouragement? 
And how do we discover God then? Till that time, blessings, my friends. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.